Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cumanera, your favorite queer Numenera pod slash podcast. We're excited to have you with us and hope you enjoy our game. If you love our show, we hope you'll rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your pod slash vodcast. Every review brightens our day and helps new listeners to find us. We don't pay to advertise our show, so we hope you'll recommend us to your friends and just about anyone. Keep up to date with all our shenanigans, streams, and giveaways by following us on Twitter at EQPoints. If you want notifications for when we're streaming our episodes before they're released, be sure to follow us on twitch.tv slash experiencepoints and say hi. We love chatting with all of you. Stay tuned after the episode for some more exciting announcements. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Hello, I am <laughs> Kelrick. My pronouns are he, him. I am the narrator for Cumanera, and we are very excited to be back. Um, I am here with my beautiful cast. Why don't you start introducing yourselves? That's me. Charlie. Fantastic. Um, so out of, out of order. I wasn't prepared. Oh, no. uh, what's up, y'all? I'm Cage. I use she, hers pronouns. And I'll be playing Charlie for you today, who is a strong-willed nano who uh, talks to machines. And uh, she's real, real nervous because we're visiting her old stomping grounds. <laughs> Should be a good, good time. No problems here. Mm-mm. Kenny. Hi, uh, I'm Kenny. I uh, My pronouns are he, they, and I play Hillian Jossa, an earnest Jack who howls at the moon, whose pronouns are he, him. And Aaron, because you will also be doing the recap. It's me. Hi, uh, my name is Aaron. Uh, I use they, them pronouns, and I'll be playing Riley, a graceful glaive who speaks with a silver tongue. And their pronouns are also there. Fantastic. Tell us where we are. All right. Get the mic real close. Uh, So last we left off, uh, we had to kill some time before we took the ferry across to reach Sharisi, that backwater village. Uh, Because uh, uh, Hillian was still going through his transformative phases. So in order to do that, we convinced him, well, Jacques was missing. So we convinced him that perhaps he was back at the camp we came from and not the crude, crude fate that overcame him. Uh, But anyway, it killed some time so that way when we were on the ferry, he didn't transform. So thankfully that's done for another month. Uh, When we got to the ferry, we slipped by relatively uh, unseen. Of course, there's always a few witnesses, but with the right amount of gold and the right words, very few people will ever mention you. the last you saw us, we arrived at the shores of Jerisi and made camp outside while Cage revealed that uh, she had... Er, while Charlie revealed that she hadn't been quite as truthful as she had said. People here dislike her and even pity her. Some, not all, but enough uh, because of something with her family. So we've camped outside while she makes decisions on what, how it is that she wants to proceed. But most importantly, we're just trying to get to safety, and we'll find out where that leads us. All right. And you all camped overnight very safely. It seems like as you are up inside the tower, you can actually see other towers around that follow the road up to Jerisi also further in and it looks like around where this town or village is so yeah do you want to tell us anything about that Charlie um just about like the like what we're seeing yeah why are there towers everywhere and yeah Yeah, well I'm I mean, Jerusi is within the Badmi Forest, which um, deep in the forest. So, of course, uh, there are a f- 
all of the things that you would normally find within the forest are not too far away from the town itself. Um, and, um, but Charlie feels more comfortable on the outside of the town uh, because of um, some of the things that, that like Riley had just mentioned. Um, there are folks within the town who aren't favorites of her family or um, they feel bad for Charlie for what happened within her family. Um, and she doesn't like that feeling of being pitied. So um, she tries to avoid human contact when possible when she's here. Um, and uh, yeah. So why don't we start off with this? Can everyone, let's start with, let's start, I'm going to just be picking on Aaron all day, I guess. Let's start with uh, Rylu. Um, can you tell me about a time when Rylu had to come home and was maybe nervous about something? And why and what? And how we handled how they handled it? I mean, you just want one? Yeah, that's all. Just oh, okay. I mean, if you just want one, that was Rylu's entire childhood. Because think of it, like, so, just for example, Rylu was a merchant kid. They're middle class. They're a fairly well merchant family, but like, middle child. Nobody cared what Rylu did until Rylu didn't do exactly what they were expected to do. So, like. Oftentimes, Rylu would be out and about when they were supposed to be at the shop, taking care of duties, receiving shipments, etc., etc. And if you knew the amount of money that Rylu cost their parents from not being there to receive a shipment, it was incredible. So, one time, Rylu was out, um, actually with their mentor, uh, but it was in the very early stages, right? So, like, everything was still new, uh... Everything was still exciting. And so uh, I, like, stayed out just, like, a little past my shift, you know, maybe maybe three, four hours. And uh, when I got home, my parents were furious. And, the, you know, it might have been because I didn't use the front door and used the window, hoping they wouldn't know that I had made it home. But, you know, who could tell? And what happened? Um, I mean, more shop duty, which at the end of the day, didn't really stop me from doing what I was going to do anyway. But uh, it sure, you know, there was maybe some bars on the window that might have disappeared at some point. Um, you know, standard shopkeeper things. <laughs> How about Hillian? Does Hillian have any memories like that? Um, Hillian's memories of, of you know, that sort of thing... Um, uh, come in in waves and dreams. Um, they're mostly like kind of echoes in the back of his head, um, and um, he sometimes dreams of of being in like an academic setting with his brother, where they're being taught together. But um, like he doesn't remember exactly uh, his parents or any of his upbringing before before being in the forest and being found. Okay. How about Charlie? Like a specific thing. Um, I think for Charlie, without giving out too much of her background that hasn't been revealed yet, um, I think there's lots of different moments for her. Um, let's see. Um, I think for her, uh, it would probably be, there are times when, um, so she mostly grew up without a lot of parents around, um, especially as she got older. Um, and, um, so she was out on her own a lot. She was for the most part, raised by uh, family friends, um, but she would be out on her own a lot within the town. So uh, uh, I guess a, a fact about Jerisi is it's 
built on like the wreckage of like an ancient um like i forget how it's described but it's like um some ancient ruins basically um and so she's usually that's uh with her numenera um like interests and things like that and mechanical interests she was usually out and around doing that um so uh, maybe not necessarily like getting into trouble but she was oftentimes um not she flew under the radar a lot within that aspect and so um she kind of just did whatever it was that that pleased her most within that period of time because she didn't really have a lot of people that were expecting her to do a whole lot could really use some supervision to have stories like this i suppose yeah <laughs> i mean when she was with her family for the most part things were went well and she didn't like get into trouble necessarily but i think it was less that she was getting into trouble and more that people thought that she was getting into trouble because she was by herself a lot so it was okay. more of like that um like oh she's this troubled child i guess is probably what people most often but she wasn't doing anything that would that was wrong necessarily. She just was alone a lot. Fair enough. All right. So why are these towers around? Right. Okay. Sorry. Needed a second. I'm still working on my first cup of tea. <laughs> so y'all wake up. It's a beautiful morning there's no one camped around you um you woke up a little early so you're getting to see a sunrise and you know that you have the weight of howlian off of your shoulders for a while charlie may not know how long i don't know if this was discussed but you know it's not happening tonight. So, what do you do? Um, Besides breakfast. Everyone's making breakfast. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose um, we could go to my home first. Um, if we need stuff in the town, I guess we could go into town, but... Um, as far as shelter, I can definitely provide that. You are low on supplies. Right, but Charlie doesn't want to go into town if she doesn't have to. <laughs> Fair. Well, uh, so if we do end up having to go into town, is that, like, should we expect violence or just disdain? Because disdain, you know, that's nothing. <laughs> I can talk away disdain. Violence, oh, oh. on the other hand, is a trickier matter. No, I, I, I don't anticipate any violence. Um, uh, I mean, honestly, the thing that you probably have to look out for most, well, um, throughout town and some of the surrounding areas, you may see some uh, plant life that is less than friendly. Um... So we'll just want to keep distance from those. Is that related or just a side note? Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say that, like, while, while you two are having this discussion, like, maybe it happens just as you two are waking up. And Killian is awake and at the campfire and, like, cooking. Like the most capable rested Hillian you've seen in like at least a week. Roughly a week. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Hillian, oh. you're looking great this morning. Oh, hi. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm cooking. Get a good night's rest. Oh, it was the best. You know, sometimes you just wake up with those mornings. Didn't I mean, don't you, though? And, like, he's, you know, flipping a pan of something. You know, it, it looks like mushrooms probably uh, foraged and everything. Um, it, it's, it's a lot better than, you know, the bark he's been ripping off of trees and just kind of gnawing on. 
Meanwhile, across the campfire, Charlie probably looks like utter crap. <laughs> she probably slept terribly knowing like that to now today, like here we are, Jerissy. <laughs> it's like a completely flip. Charlie's got the light in their eyes of like, I wanna be where the people are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I sit next to Hillian and uh, just start chatting up. Cause I feel like Ryler's used to this, right? Like, oh yeah, the day after is always a great day. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's just like still in whiplash of this whole Hillian Hollian thing. This is the first time she's seen him come down from that, so. I think like uh, Hillian notices and um, has a, a cup of warm beverage brewed and I hand it to Charlie and I say rough night <laughs> <laughs> this is like such a weird feeling for Charlie because she's just started getting into this like habit of feeling that being like needing to caretake for Hillian and now it's like on the flip side and so she just like Gently takes the cup and is like, yeah, um, didn't have very good sleep. Oh, I'm I'm sorry to hear that. (laughs) Is there anything I can do? And, you know, he looks very bright-eyed and um, it's it's kind of like with one hand still flipping the mushrooms over the fire and looking Uh, at you. No, I I think (laughs) I'll I'll be okay. It was just... um, just not a good night's sleep. Uh, well, once we finish up here and pack up, um, we can go to my home, and um, I'm sure I'll feel more comfortable there. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, no worries. I, I, I'm here though. If, if you need anything. Thank you, Hillian. So is your home not in town? Riley says, walking over. Um. Yeah. Uh, it's it's on the outskirts of town. Um. It's it's a little bit closer than where we are now, but um, it's it's not within the town. And so we actually, I mean, besides supplies, we don't even need to be in town. We just need to find out what our next step is. We could do that all from your place. I mean, I could walk into town and get supplies if you're worried about it. That sounds great. <laughs> the, the, the less amount of uh, trouble that we start and the less memorable our passing, the less likely the Aeon Priest will be able to track us, so... That's true. If we all go into town together, um, we'll be a pretty recognizable group, I think. But if we go individually, there's probably less of a chance of people being able to recognize us as a traveling group. I mean, unless you want to, you probably don't have to go into town at all. I mean, unless there's something we need in there, because if you come home, people will know that you came through. But if two passerbys come through, I mean, unless it's that small of a village, no one will remember. It's a right. village of about a thousand people. Ooh, so it is not big. Mm-mm. I was going to say, I grew up in a town of like 50,000 people. Is a thousand a lot? <laughs> or not a lot? It no, it's not. everybody knows everybody in a town of a thousand. Yeah. Oh, God. I grew up in a town of 3,000 and everybody knew everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know my neighbor, so... That's just who I am. Um, well, chances are they will be, they will recognize you as outsiders and passersby, but um, if if they don't know that I'm here, then there will be folks that won't take it upon themselves to come out to the home while we're here. Yeah, that sounds like a better plan. I mean, unless you need something in town, there's no reason to tell people that you specifically are here. I mean, if you need me to run errands or anything, you know, we can do that. Um, but, I mean, obviously, if you want to go into town, do what you want to do. Just if you don't need to and if you don't want to, there's no need. We can get supplies, like make plan our plans, and keep on going. Of course I can tell you where to go. Um, assuming the town looks the same as it has the last I was here. It's been at least a, a year or so. I mean, I can even pass notes to those that you want, uh, if you if you would like, and just I'll tell them that I met a passerby on the road. I mean, there are ways that this can be done. Well, what is our goal here? Are we are we just staying low for a little while and then trying to find our next move, or are we trying to contact someone specific? Well, I mean, 
I don't know if there's anybody in town necessarily that can help with the problems that we're running away from. Um, I imagine this just to be a place to stop, regroup in a more safe environment. But I don't think we should stay here long, given who's after after you two. Well, I guess us three at this point. Yeah, I think this was more of a um, a place to lie our heads while we plan. I, I, I think that the Aeon Priesthood has vast resources, and staying at your hometown, if they know who you are by now, is a terrible idea. Plus, I would hate to bring the Convergence here. Did, did Charlie so, uh, tell uh, Sorry. Um, did Charlie tell us about the um, the ruins that the town is built on top of? I think that she probably, like, if you all had asked her about, um, um, about, like, the town, that's not something that is, like, makes her nervous or anything. So she'd be more than happy to tell you about, you know, the, the town and stuff. And, um, especially since... Yeah, it's 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 not like a hidden secret, and um, and Charlie as well. Like that's that's the kind of like grounding points of why why she knows so much about Numenera is because she was able to explore those ruins, and so that's actually like a happy point for her. So she would have been more than happy to share that yeah. information. And the thing about the ruins that's really cool with Jerisi is. It produces a stable amount of heat. Mm-hmm. And so the whole village uses that low level heat year round. So inside the walls they've built, it's very, it's just temperate. It's comfortable. It's never anything but a lovely spring day outside. <laughs> I mean, that's just what that world is like. And so it's, idyllic in that way and I'm gonna say that the residents residents of Druisi want to keep the village small because they have this idyllic thing and it's one of the reasons that Charlie is ostracized because her parents kept bringing back things that were not idyllic in nature (laughs) so and all of that of course you know rubbed off on the wild Numenera child so anyway that's that's part of the Druisi situation so I I think Killian uh, would like I I would say something like well I'm, I'm worried that the convergence will have some sort of operative here Based on the ruins that are 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 available, they they go where technology is. In that case, yeah. you probably shouldn't stay here long. Yeah, I, I think and anywhere near here, you know, they're gonna have people. So I think the farther away we get, the better. Um, so you know, I think the plan sounds like go into town, get supplies, and then find out where to go next. I mean. But right now, we're just trying to survive. Can all of you give me a quick int check? No. I was going to say incapable. Oh, yeah, I guess I can. It's a 15 for Charlie. Nine. Oh, I did two. Um, The first one was 18. was the first one. Yep. (laughs) Great. So, you all also have to think about Tavarna. And... Charlie and Hillian are really aware and cognizant of what kind of threat she is. I think Rylu is a little cocky and it's like, eh, I'm more worried about getting revenge than this person who set up this situation. You're not wrong. Yeah. And so Druisi is around Ephraim and everything was built to funnel you to Ephraimon but Tavarna as you have been made aware has backups to her backups and so I think all of you would be aware or at least Charlie and Hillian would and they would bring Rylu up to speed 
that the likelihood of there being an operative here working for Tavarna relatively high. She would probably have covered all of her bases around Ephraim. So, with that in mind, you all t- clean up your campsite because, you know, everything you bring in, you bring out. Very simple. <laughs> so, you clean up and you head off to Charlie's home. And so you're a day away. How far outside of the town is Charlie? Is your home butted up against the wall? Or is um, it a distance? I would say it's not super. I mean, it's not. Charlie would have wanted to have made. Um, I would have wanted to have made a home. So that way it's convenient enough for Charlie to get there when she needs things. But inconvenient enough that people have to make it a trip to go out to see her. So it's not butted up against the wall, but it's not like a day's journey away. So like a 45 minute trip? Yeah. Okay. That sounds reasonable. You you make it all the way there and it seems like there's less need for caution for the forest wilds because you can see the two nearest outposts from the one that you're leaving and you don't know if there's anyone in them but if they're there they're probably there for a reason and so I think you feel a little more secure from that. I think you're more worried about the people and you haven't seen anyone yet so you make it all the way to Charlie's house what does it look like? Yeah, so Charlie's house um, is relatively small. It's just a couple of rooms with like a lofted area. Um, and it's mostly a wooden home, but it's completely decorated with mechanical things, as one would probably assume about Charlie. She has collected odds and ends and um, there's like some sort of strange pulley system that goes from the house um, down towards the ground, which is Charlie's well that she has constructed. And um, there's like sort of like chimes sort of jingling out front, but it's not like like crafted chimes. It is just random odds and ends that are tinkling up against each other. Um, and then as you go into the house, it looks pretty much the same. Um, there are some kind of cleared off spaces, but for the most part, most horizontal surfaces are also covered in things. Most of them seem like spare parts and um, most of it seems like unusable uh, odds and ends, but other of them are, are made into practical things. Um, there's like one thing that looks like um, if it were activated, it would start a fire and then and like underneath like the fireplace and um and so there's just like things like that that kind of are more sort of like have a hedge magic feeling to them they're just a practical use yeah and your mother and father belong to a particular yeah (laughs) do you want to tell us about them yeah, so now that now that we're at Charlie's house, um, you will also notice some very strange vegetation that doesn't seem uh, native to the area, or at least you haven't seen it while walking through the forest. Um, and so feeling more comfortable near her house um, and probably seeing strange glances uh, <laughs> at the, this vegetation, um, uh, I'll look towards uh, Hillian and uh, Rylu. Um, and as we get settled towards the house, um, she'll kind of describe a little bit more about um, her family background. Um, so um, you may have noticed some of the vegetation around the house. And um, as I mentioned earlier, um, one of the things we want want to look out for most would be um, one of the more dangerous that we would have would be various plant life in town. 
So my parents were Saracenians. Um, they're basically worshippers of unique plants. And um, it's part of why some folks within the town aren't a... F <laughs> oh no. Internet off. Fan of me, um, <laughs> mostly because of my parents' work. Am I back? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's really cool. Sorry. It picked up right with you finishing the fan of me sentence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So most folks aren't a fan of me, mostly because of my parents' work. Um, people like to keep things local around here, and they would bring in plant life from all over Bod New Forest. Um, and elsewhere. Uh, and some of it is pretty harmless. Um, some of it was a bit more invasive and um, they had to get some other folks to calm that. Uh, and uh, some of it was actually outright dangerous. Um, and so some things do still exist within the area that we need to be careful of because nobody has been able to clear it out. Um, and one of the additions to the house that is almost the same size is the greenhouse that your father <laughs> built for your mother because mm -hmm. they both took time traveling, but I think she was the more devout because your father also dabbled in Numenera mm -hmm. the way Charlie does. Which I think is where she got it from. You know, that interest in was cultivated a little in the hopes that she could help with getting the house sort of automated so they could focus on the plants. Mm -hmm. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Um, so my mother um, was definitely the brains within the family where it came to organic materials. My father was more the brains as it related to mechanical. Um, she relied on him to create um, contraptions and containers and um, well, the greenhouse out back. And um, he relied on her to do the research and um, you know, maintain um, their role within within the organization. Cool. So you come upon Charlie's home. Is there any sort of security that you need to take care of? Or can you just walk in and out? Um, I would say that there's probably like a path that if you take that particular path, there's not really security because there are people that would visit her while she was there and they would know to take that path, but other folks would assume to take the main path, which would have security on it. But there's like a side trail that you can go up um, and there's nothing to like remove or to take care of. Um, but yeah, if you had come in from a couple of different directions, I imagine there'd be like some trip lines or something that wouldn't like harm somebody, but would alert people for sure. Fair. So you make it into Charlie's home and have you decided who's going into town to get supplies? Is it just Rylu? Is it Rylu and Hillian? Is it just Hillian? I think we have, I think we're waiting to get to the place first. I think we're going to like hunker down there and be like, here's how you turn the faucet so it doesn't break. Here's how you avoid the man-eating plants. And there's a map. Like that type of thing. Yeah. So you're there. You're in the house. Um, I would like uh, to offer Charlie a GM intrusion. Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Why not? So <laughs> add one experience. Okay. And I would like a uh, intelligence check from you, please. Okay. Ooh, eight. Okay. So 
you are in the house and you start planning. Who are you going to give that other experience to? Um, I'll give it to uh, Hillian because Hillian is like chipper and awake and alert this morning. <laughs> okay, so go ahead and add that experience. Okay. And I'd like you also to roll an intelligence check. All right, I'm going to make sure I have the right amount of edge on this one. okay um when you come in there is mechanical numenera everywhere and i'm going to assume or (laughs) dictate for your character just a small thing in that because you can talk to machines you just start telling things to turn on yeah so um and that's absolutely correct. So the way that a lot of these different things interact is uh, Charlie has distant activation. And so if she wants that fireplace to start, she just activates the machine. Mm-hmm. If she wants the well to pull water, she tells it to do so. And she doesn't have to actually do anything to make it happen. Perfect. Um, as you are doing this and you walk in and Hillian's natural curiosity about things, because... Hillian understands Numenera. Mm-hmm. Um, you start looking around and you see something that is obviously Numenera, but it does not match the feel of everything else that has been built or put in this place. Like you can tell there's a style that people fall into when they build Numenera. And this does not match anything else. What does that, what does this thing look like? Um, it's small. It's small. All I'm going to tell you. Um, and it's, it's Numenera. Yes. If you had not rolled well, Mm -hmm. you would have missed it is how small it is. Um, so, I think that most Numenera like kind of stands out a bit and screams, you know, this is, this is something special and this is something that's trying to actually hide from everything. And so I think it's, um, small and it, it looks almost like it's a wooden carved thing, which makes people overlook it. Um, and, um, maybe it's carved into something that looks like a, um, uh, a figurine of someone. Cool. So you notice this, and um, you point it out to Charlie. You probably just ask in your way what this is. Um, Charlie, what what is this? Uh, Charlie, feeling uh like she knows is familiar with everything in her house will take it into her hands and i'm assuming she doesn't know what it is right she's not familiar to her it's new it's not it was not there when you left um that's a good question hillian um i do have a lot of different pieces and parts around here but i'm usually familiar with everything that comes into my home um let me take a closer look i do look good yeah. Roll for that. Um, yes. If you would give me a, it's going to be, why don't you tell me what Numenera thinks you'd have to drop the difficulty? And well, I have understanding Numenera. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, if I am focusing, I have, a, a I'm trained in tasks requiring incredible focus or concentration. So if I'm like really looking at it, maybe. Um, I also have tinkering right and I also have tinkering with Numenera as well as a so if I'm kind of messing around with it maybe Mm -hmm. um okay and well it's wooden so I guess I wouldn't have like a mechanical thing for that so I think that would give me at least two drops with the inability being knocked out by one of my trained things okay so I do need a roll 
Okay. Um, and then can I apply yeah. um, effort to it as well? How much effort are you going to apply? I'm going to do two effort. Okay, so that actually makes it to where you don't have to roll, but you still okay. spend the end. So you still expend the effort. Okay. But you don't need to roll. I'm just going to roll it so that way it automatically removes my stuff. Okay. As I think it should. Okay, it did. All right. So this is a simple transmitter and it's motion detection and it has sent some sort of notice that someone is here. Harley will just look up and be like, someone knows we're here. <laughs> <laughs> like she's not gonna take time to describe why she knows that, but she like the light bulb turns on and she's like, oh shoot. Well, it has to be the convergence. I mean, I doubt anybody else would be curious about your return. I mean, even if the town doesn't like you or whatever, they wouldn't be like trying to track your movements. So it has to be them. Can you think Is of anything... anyone who might want to keep tabs on when you're coming and going? Um, not maliciously, um, but there are definitely folks that um, feel like it's their duty to take care of me um, now that my parents aren't really around. Um, although I think it becomes less and less as Charlie isn't even around that much. Like this has probably been sitting here for months to a year. It definitely was hanging out. covered like everything else unless you have something that automatically yeah. cleans. No, definitely not. <laughs> Charlie doesn't care enough about that. <laughs> um, and does anything else around the house look like it's been touched or messed with? Nope. Well, um, there are some people who could have left this here. Um, there are two people who come to mind. Um, as I wasn't alerted of anybody coming into the house, it would make sense that it's somebody that I know and who would know to take the correct path. Um, so it could have been Ankita. Um, she was the one that took care of me after both my parents had left. Um, and, or it could be Jury. Um, Jury used to be the town elder when I was here uh, growing up. Um, they, they aren't the, a town elder anymore, but they feel really bad about my parents leaving and always would try to look on me um, and look after me but I don't know it could be them I guess Ankita is a nano so it, it would make sense maybe if it was her she would have maybe some um, more knowledge about uh, Numenera um, having lived with Ankita would I know whether this would be like her style of Numenera um it is not her style. Okay. It is far too um, delicate. Natural. Okay, Natural. delicate. <laughs> yeah, it's a mix of the two. Like, I, I think while Ankita is a nano, she is much more focused on the stuff inside Druisi and encasing it in wood and doing that kind of work is not something she has any interest in. Well, this doesn't... I lived with Ankita for a while after my mother had left. Um, this doesn't look like her work. Um, my only assumption would be jury unless if it was an outside force. I mean, we don't know that jury couldn't be part of the convergence. It's like, the convergence is something that is made up of people who seek power for their own. Like, it very well could be both. Uh, Charlie doesn't not think that could be true, but since she's known Jury her entire life, he's they've lived here longer than her family has been in Jerusi. She will adamantly say that that's not true. Like, She'll like immediately look at, at Ryland and be like, that can't be true. Jury has looked after me 
after my parents left, uh, they were here longer than my family has lived in Jersey. And they've always, well, maybe a little weird sometimes, they've always been kind. Um, they would drop things off at my house, like food and supplies when they hadn't seen me in town for a while just to make sure I had things and it they, they can't be convergence. I, I don't think Riley meant to imply anything. I, I just think we're, we're trying to take in all possibilities here. Well, I also think that you all might be looking at the convergence in a way that is too linear. Everyone thinks the Aeon priests are wonderful, amazing people, and yet look at what they've done to us. Their convergence just uses power for their own survival, which isn't good, but it's not inherently bad either. I'm not saying that if this person is convergence, that makes them a bad person, but I am saying that could be why. Jerry could be convinced that we have taken you. The convergence isn't really after you, uh, because you weren't really involved in what happened back there. The priesthood is, but the convergence okay. may not be. Okay, I, I guess, um... Okay, and Charlie's just, like, I'm looking like I'm just, like, thinking really hard about all of this. <laughs> While that's happening, um, Hillian's gonna do a perception check to see if uh, he hears anything outside of the ambience that's uh, outside the cottage. Sure. Are you looking for something specific? Um, if uh, anyone approaching or any sort of change in the atmosphere. Okay. Know. So, what are you going to apply to drop the difficulty? Um, so, I'm going... Uh, I have two edge on intellect. Um, I'm going to use my perception skill, which I'm trained. Um... <clears throat> Otherwise, um, probably apply uh, effort uh, to effort. Okay, so your edge just drops the effort. That doesn't actually drop anything as far as difficulty, right? Right. Okay, so yeah, if I can get a roll. Okay. Oh! Nice! That's a 19. Dang. So... No, there's nothing to tell you that someone's coming because Charlie is at least 45 minutes from town and you maybe have been talking for 10, just going back and forth about this and you aren't hearing anything. Um, but with a 19, you can have a minor effect. What would you want that to be? Um, I think... Uh, Charlie, I, I think we should set up some sort of watch or alert system, you know, beyond whatever um, uh, uh, security measures you have already in place. Obviously, whoever put this here knows your space well enough to get in undetected. So... Um, and then Hillian will unveil a plan to <laughs> put up surveillance of some sort to help alert. Okay. Yeah. And Charlie can probably fortify some of the stuff that already exists. And, um, well, I think the way that they probably put this here is they know that that one path is not covered. So if we at least cover over that path, they won't anticipate there being... Um, you know, an alarm set there and clearly this Numenera was built not to be found so they might assume that we haven't seen it. So for the, the minor effect, can uh, we have um, either uh, a lower difficulty or um, a uh, asset towards building that or doing that alert system? Or with a 19, path? I think with the two of your experience, you can definitely cobble together an early warning system, but it will take about 15 minutes. So if someone's coming, they should be arriving in about 15 minutes if they left immediately. Otherwise, you have a little bit of time and I it depends on how worried you are, what you think is coming, because 
it could be someone who is interested in Charlie's well-being. It could be someone who's not. Yeah, and you all probably don't have an idea of how far away we are, uh, so Charlie will kind of pipe up and be like, well, we've been here for about this long, and we're about this far away from the town, so if we get this set up now, we could potentially be alerted if anybody comes by. Why don't we hide in the forest? We're in a forest, right? Mm -hmm. Still? Yeah. Yeah, we're in the bottom of the forest still. Why don't we hide off the path and put Jacques in the shack? And that way, when the person opens the door and if it's someone that you know and they're good, we can reveal ourselves. But if it's someone that you don't know or someone that you don't like, they'll just think Jacques found a way in there. Um, I don't know that we found a new Jacques yet. You I did. thought we stayed back. We did. Yeah. yeah, I thought okay. we did. Okay. What was I don't remember what it was. was. It I think it was bigger. <sighs> I don't remember. I it was like no, it wasn't the bunny. I don't think it, it was. was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, remember. I thought it was like a little goat or something. Oh yeah, it was a goat. You're right. Oh it, was a, it was a whole goat. Like, a, like a, a tiny goat. Like a dick-sized oh. goat. Yes. I was thinking like goat. a full goat, and I was like, what? <laughs> Um, oh my god. Yeah, why don't we put Jacques in there and close up and then hide off the path so that way when they open it, uh, they're like, oh, you know, this creature got inside and set off the trap. I don't know how. Weird. Uh, and then we could either, you know, stay stay away or approach. Um, uh, Hillian looks down at Jacques and it's like, okay. And picks up Jacques, puts, is it okay to put, put, put them on the table? Sure. So like, he puts them on the table and then. This house is an absolute disaster and everything's cult covered in dust. A go on the table is the least of Charlie's worries in terms of cleaning things up. Hillian pulls out on the table. tons of rations into just a pile and is like, okay, Jacques, you have a lot of food. You can sit here for as long as you want. <laughs> we'll, we'll probably want to wait like a couple of minutes though because it's probably like what another 10 minutes before someone even shows up i feel like Jacques could go through a pile of rations in 10 minutes um also, but as i as i described the house um there is also like a lofted area so we could easily hide up there um i would suggest we could hide in the greenhouse um but there are some plants in there that we might not want to be around um, but if the loft doesn't seem to work, that could be an option. Uh, but we'll have to be extremely careful. Um, it also might off be the hard. Trail? Because if we hide in the loft and they search the house, you know, we're done. But are the like, is your path lined with dangerous plants? Um. Yeah, we froze. It's moving on mine. No, Not mine. It's, it's ours. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was me again. Uh, for the most part, the path around is pretty cleared out. Um, but the, I mean, plants grow on their own, right? Um, so there are some that have uh, continued to grow there around the area. It goes off. It was far enough away that you have time to make a decision, but you need to make it now. Okay, Charlie would be like, Riley, you're right. If they're we're in the loft, they'll probably find us. Let's just go to the greenhouse. <laughs> I just want to, I mean, at this point, I want to see the greenhouse, for so sure. <laughs> Can we see the house from the greenhouse, though? They're, they're like annex, basically, mm -hmm. but like, people would not go into the greenhouse as their first step into the house. And it's so thickly vegetated. Vegetated? Is that a word? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. It's so thick with vegetation that we could easily hide behind some of, like, it's sizable, right? Yeah. Like, it's a sizable greenhouse. Um, I would imagine there's at least a couple of trees that are within that greenhouse. That's the size it is. Yeah. Um, this is a place of worship for your parents. Right. So, and they've had time to build it. And fill it with plants. And it, it hasn't been pruned in years. Like, Charlie did not upkeep this greenhouse. 
it has grown on its own volition since then. Um, so it's it's probably pretty wild. I mean, if you think that we can see, because we have to see who it is too, Char uh, Ryler says, as being shoved into a greenhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could probably peek around the plants, but also use it as cover. Yeah, <laughs> the greenhouse. You know how normally when there's a greenhouse, you can see the rows of pots and you can see the plants. Not that. It's all very organized. And this is not that. This is, in some areas, it's like the plants are little kids with their face planted against the wall. Like they have <laughs> covered it. They're just like, uh, eyes wide, just face at the window, hands like, what's going on? And then there are other places where it's a lot less aggressive and there's just a lot of foliage in the way. So you go in and um, yeah, have Charlie roll, me, roll for me a yeah, intelligence check is we're just sticking with those because it's like perception. Ooh, a that's five. only a five. Okay. So Alright. This You try to find a place to hide. So are you directing people? Um I think Mostly, Charlie will just indicate the plants to absolutely stay away from. So I imagine I imagine that there is at least like one plant that looks like it is um, aggressive towards the other plants and has kind of taken a corner of the greenhouse for itself. Um, and Charlie will be like, do not get within 15 feet of that plant or I don't know how, how far sure. away, but... Um, okay. So she will briefly just kind of be like, that plant, that plant, that plant, don't go near it. Other okay. than that, it's like, hide. <laughs> and after you say that, you can hear someone come into the house. And on that, let's take a small break, refresh our beverages, and then we'll come back. So... Thank you everyone for <laughs> playing with me. I enjoy this so much. I hope today was fun for all of you. And, you know, maybe there's a direction we're going that you might have some cool stuff coming your way. So, <laughs> and thank you for letting me use GM Intrusions for a change. I actually remembered and I feel rather proud and no one said no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Kelric. You can find me on Twitter at Cormalon. That's C-O-R-M-A-L-O-N. And I also monitor the Twitter at EQ Points account. And I would love to hear from any of you about what you think of the story. And now, if we can go in order on the screen from Aaron to Kenny if you would say your goodbyes yeah sure um, my name is Aaron um, I've been playing Riley and you can find me uh, at Space Persona for my Twitter um, and that's where I you know yell about cops and also post about my Twitch um, and you can find me at Twitch at Catalyst K-A-T-O-L-Y-S uh, we just hit affiliate lamb Wednesday, and uh, I just submitted Ooh. my emotes. So those are exciting. Those will be coming soon. And I stream Wednesday through Saturday at varying times um, that are posted on my channel. I believe we also host them. I think we auto host them on so. experience points. Yeah. Uh, thanks all for watching. I've been uh, Charlie, uh, your very surprised uh, Nano who talks to machines. Um, and you can find me, Cage, on my own Twitch stream as well um, and talk to me through social media. You can find all those links on my website, ragecagerugger.com R-A-G-E-K-A-G-R-U-G-G-E-R.com and hopefully by the next time that we go live, I will be published on the DMs Guild so you'll be able to find out more information 
um, about that on my website, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. That's so, so. huge. Congratulations. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. It is not done yet. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, I'm Kenny. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at PunderDrone. Uh, when I am not uh, playing this amazing game uh, with Kelbrick, uh, I am the uh, GM for our Starfinder game, which plays every other Saturday. Uh, right now we are playing the, um, oh my gosh, I, I have Dawn it right over here. Yeah, Dawn of Flame um, Adventure Path. We're on book two, Soldiers of Brass, and uh, we'll be wrapping that up hopefully within the next month or two. And uh, on Mondays, you can find me on the Wandering DMs channel, uh, where we play Castle Falkenstein. Thank you for watching or listening to Cuminera. If you're looking for more TTRPG podcasts in your life, we recommend checking out all of the shows on the Be Gay Roll Dice Network. Every show there is fantastic, and who doesn't want more LGBTQIA content? If you like what we create, then you should also listen to our Starfinder cast a story utilizing Paizo's Starfinder system. We have an awesome cast of folks following the Dawn of Flame adventure path and improving our way into fun and funny situations. You can easily find us and all of our recent episodes on our website, experiencepoints.com. We thank you so much for listening and supporting us, and please don't forget to leave a review on iTunes and wherever you listen to your media. Bye!